Welcome to Reclaim Your A-Game. I'm your host, Christine Franklin. I'm a best-selling author and firm believer that we all deserve to live lives full of joy and show up as the best version of ourselves in every area. Beyond awards and accolades, being on your A-game is about being mindful of what makes you feel your best and settling for nothing less. Today, I'm speaking with John Allen, a man who is one of the most caring, generous people you'll ever meet. He once told me that he often says to young people, and this also serves as a great reminder for us all, when we may be tempted to feel sorry for ourselves. Life doesn't owe you anything. All life owes you is an opportunity to show what you can do. He shares his perils of wisdom freely, and you're going to hear many of them in this episode. Welcome to the show, John D. Allen. I'm so happy to have you here. We've had a few conversations that have been so inspiring and motivating for me. And I thought it'd be a good idea to share at least one conversation so far with the Reclaim Your A-Game audience. So today we are going to hear about what makes this gentleman so inspiring, grounded, centered, and he has helped keep me on track, which is amazing. So, John, first of all, how did you come to do what you do today? I know you help small business owners stand out from the crowd. And in my opinion, you do a whole lot more than that. But how did you come to even do that? Because I know you had a whole other career before you got into that. That's true, Christine. When I was in corporate, I was a workaholic. 12, 14, 16 hour days, six, seven days a week was normal. And I guess I wasn't paying attention to the signs that the big guy was giving me because on December the 4th, 2000, I suffered a major brain aneurysm where I was given less than 10% chance to live. And if I did live, the odds were 85% against me having any kind of a normal life. After spending virtually six weeks in the hospital, most of them in intensive care. When I was on my way home, I was living in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada at the time. We were crossing the South Saskatchewan River, and I looked up and I made the big guy a promise that if he would let me live, I would spend the rest of my life helping small business owners to succeed in their business. My first client was my darling wife. She had a health and nutrition business that was like everybody else. It was up, down, up, down, no consistent profit. So helped her get steady in her profit and money coming in. And then I had a few friends and other people ask me, you know, would I help them? So that was the how I started my part-time coaching career. I went back to the corporate position for until 2009. My wife passed away in 2009. So I figured, well, the heck with it. I'm going to leave Saskatchewan, go back to southwestern Ontario, to the hometown, be closer to my parents, kids, and grandkids. Both my parents died that same year, and both my kids moved out west, took the grandkids. So I said, nobody likes me. So I got to deal with people. And the interesting part was, and this could benefit some of your listeners as well, Ford was closing, 15,000 people were losing their jobs. And I figured I got it made for a small business coach. Everybody and their dog's gonna need my help. I couldn't get a client here to save my soul. Nobody wanted to hire me. 
I could get clients in Western Canada, all over the US, Australia, Switzerland, Yugoslavia, you name it, I could get clients all over, but I couldn't get one here. So I came to the right conclusion of green was my favorite color. It went with everything I wore and I didn't care where they were from. And that's how I ended up going international in coaching. So for all your listeners out there, don't worry if you can't get somebody local because there's always people out there that can use your services, that can afford to pay for them. Doesn't matter what your price is. You'll have people that can afford it and there will always be people that can't afford it. So do the best you can. That's my advice to you. Well, John, you've covered so many things within that short space of time that I'd love to dig into because you made it sound so simple. And yet I'm thinking a brain aneurysm, grieving, moving, not knowing if you can get clients. There's a whole lot wrapped up in that. And yet today you're always smiling, always comfortable and centered and helpful. So I'm so curious about how you got through all of those experiences that were challenging to then end up where you are today. It's just amazing to me that you are, you know, someone who overcame all of those things and you're still standing and smiling. It's just really amazing. So let's start with the brain aneurysm. Was there a point where you felt a sense of despair before you made that pact with the big guy about what you were going to do if you survived? Actually, no, because the majority of morphine's a great drug. You know, I was hiring a kite on morphine for wow. five and a half of those weeks. So I had, for most of it, I lost three months of my life totally, like actually more than that. But I have no memory of three months of my life. So as far as feeling out of it or not, I don't know, because I don't remember any of them. So that, mm. that was a blessing. The other thing that I learned was, and there's a book out and it's been out for years called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Everything Small Stuff. I'd read that before the aneurysm and then after the aneurysm, it kind of started hitting me saying, what's important? The job wasn't that important anymore because I realized there's more to life than just working that nine to five, well, it wasn't nine to five, it was 10, 12, 14 hours a day. So, my family was far more important to me. And I went back to my belief of God family business in that order. Before it was always business, family, sometimes, and God was on the bottom. It cost me a family, my first family, because of my workaholic days. And I decided right then and there that I wasn't going to lose a second family, courtesy of the same dumb crap. You know, some of us are a little slower to catch on than others. So, you know, I was one of the slow ones. So I said, self, we're not going to do this again. And when I realized it, that this big corporation, they could survive without me. I was one of these people that thought, oh, God, the corporation's going to fall apart if I'm not there. I mean, they didn't fall apart. They just kept going day after day. That was a big blow to my ego. Mm. It was, oh, crap. I thought I was irreplaceable. And here it is, you know, they brought somebody else in to do my job. That sucked, you know, mm. and yeah. attention. But it also brought me to the realization that 
I wasn't as important in that company as I thought I was. And if I left the next day, it wasn't going to hurt them any. That's where I really came into it of wanting to help small business owners because there's so many people out there that need it. And whether they know it or not, they struggle and they think they're all alone. Small business owners aren't all alone. You got to learn to get out of your own way and start talking. And there's tons of help out there. There's more help out there than any of us can imagine. You know, if you just go on Google, you can Google any information you want. There's more out there, Christine, and you'll let, you'll not ever know. Mm-hmm. It's the person willing to go through all the uh, sort through all the crap to get to the good stuff. That's up to them. But there's just so much stuff out there that can help people, and there's no shortage. The one neat thing about this business and any business for that matter is there's more clients out there than any of us can use. I don't believe in competition. I believe in co-opetition. And that means cooperating with your fellow people in, in business. Because let's face it, you know a lot of different people that I'll never know. And the same with me, right? So why would I yeah. want to compete with you? I'd rather cooperate and help and help you get along and you know, if some help comes the other way, that's a bonus. So, you know, that's how I got through it. And the other thing that helped me get through all the grief and everything was she's never gone. Mm. She'll always be in my heart. But, yeah. You know, the whole thing is she doesn't want me to sit here and whine and cry. So why would I? And, you know, that's just how I got through it. That's amazing. I love your abundance mindset your expansive mindset, and definitely you and I share the same love for connecting and collaborating because for me as a business owner, I can tell you, I definitely need support along the way. That was one of the first things I recognized before when I was in a nine to five job, I had a team, so I knew definitely I always wanted their input and, you know, we would work together. But as an entrepreneur, somehow, you start to realize that it's calling for a lot more out of you than you would have had to produce in a 95 job. A lot more personal development, a lot more courage. And so that really calls for a lot more support. It's not the same as just having a team that's working alongside you during the day. It's really that support in the background that can push you forward. So, and vice versa, then you also support others, sometimes in ways you don't even realize. So I'm a big proponent of connecting and collaborating. And I know we share that same belief. So I totally agree with you. But along the way, when especially you moved back and you were wondering about getting clients and all of that, how did you deal with that? Did you have support? Did you have some other something that felt like a guiding light so you didn't give up or think of moving to somewhere else, somewhere where you knew you could find clients? An interesting uh, comment. Part of what it was, was I took some of the insurance money and I said, okay, I'm going to be one of these people that learn all this stuff. And I bought a whole lot of bright, shiny objects. Matter of fact, in two years, I spent over a hundred grand on bright, shiny objects. You know, a lot of it was good. 
I do you can do all this learning but information without application is useless the other thing that people have to realize is so many of us come from being an employee and now you want to be a boss you have to flip that mentality from the employee mentality to the boss or entrepreneur whatever mentality that's where a lot of small businesses suffer because what it is is they still have that employee mentality and until they can get rid of it they're going to have nothing but problems christine you'd be amazed at the number of people that say you know i don't know if i can make that decision i look at them and tell them it's okay i give you permission to do that and they say really who the heck am i to give them permission to do anything in their business right yeah is somebody to say hey it's okay to do it so you know that's one thing that a lot of that's a, a common mistake that a lot of entre entrepreneurs make is they don't give themselves permission they're waiting for that boss that was up above them or somebody that's above them to say it's okay you know they're the boss you know and they need to come to that realization that it's okay for them to do it the other big thing is a lot of people a either don't know how to ask for help or they don't know who to ask and you know like i said there's a ton of great stuff out there on google and a lot of garbage the other thing is there are so many people out there that if you reach out to them are quite willing to help you know they're not looking like give me 10 bucks or give me 100 bucks or whatever the number is people are willing to share and help you know you come across genuine authentic and be willing to share yourself and there's a ton of people out there that are willing to do the same thing for you so hope that kind of help answer your question oh yeah that yeah that definitely answers it i have found that for myself i've been amazed at how generous people are with their knowledge with their contacts willing to introduce you to other people literally it has happened time after time and i'm still amazed well, John, it seems like you've had so many life lessons and so many experiences that would have really taken out some people. I mean, they might have given up, they might have despaired, they might have thought, oh, life is just bowling me over. I don't know what else to do. I'm just going to sit here and feel sorry for myself. You could easily have done that. So I would love to know how did you become so resilient? Did you have an aha moment or step-by-step -step process? Basically, it came down that when I was recuperating from the aneurysm, like I said, I looked up, made the big guy a promise that if he would let me live, I would spend the rest of my life helping, you know, small business owners. And I've chosen to live with that since January of 2001. So that's what keeps me going and what have you because i feel i'm here for a bigger purpose than just me that's so important and apart from having that bigger purpose you know we have good days we have bad days that's normal what do you do on a day when you're feeling a little down or at least not as upbeat as you normally would be do you have some secret technique to 
give you that lift once again? Like you said, Christy, everybody has a pity party. I'm no different. I'll have a 15, 20 minute pity party and it's over because I got a choice. I can stay in the pity party or I could go on with life. There's so many great miracles and opportunities all around us. Why do you want to stay down? That's mm. my whole philosophy. That's a beautiful philosophy. And I can tell you from the conversations that we have had, I'm so thankful that you're doing what you're doing. And you are definitely helping me and helping other business owners to not just stay focused, achieve what we want to achieve, but also do it in a way that feels right for us, that lets us lead, lead lives that are balanced and not just go, go, go and totally focused on our business only. And so that message is so important to me. You live that message. And I'm so thankful that you're doing what you're doing. So I think others will also benefit if they get into your world and they experience all of that experience, all that knowledge and wisdom and the experience that you have. They can really benefit from it. One other thing, Christine, I was thinking about it, you know, is the aneurysm was a blessing. You know, a lot of people wouldn't look at it that way, but it changed my life dramatically. And for that, I'm very thankful. Now, I wouldn't wish it on anybody for somebody to have one. But for me, it was a major plus for my life. So. I can imagine when you have such a brush with death, it really does give you a totally different perspective compared to how you were before. And if you never thought of how precious life is, I'm sure that just brings it right into the forefront of your mind. and. You know, I must say, though, not everyone takes that and adapts to that lesson the way you have. So kudos to you for really learning from it and making those changes that you made and helping shine a light for others like me to remind us that we also need to make sure we take care of ourselves. We take time to slow down and we don't just keep getting wrapped up in our day to day demands. So Everything does happen for a reason. I firmly believe that. And I'm really glad that we met because that did happen for a reason. And look at how you turned something like an aneurysm into something positive. So I think all of what you have to share is such a blessing. And I'm so happy that you were able to join us here and share a bit of that. I know there's so much more to you, but in the time we have, Hopefully, our listeners have got a great deal out of it, a great deal of inspiration. I know I surely have. So thank you once again for joining us. And all of your links will be in the show notes. So for everyone listening, you'll easily be able to connect with John because everything will be listed in the show notes for you. So thank you once again for being here, John. Thanks, Christine. It's been a pleasure. Now, if you're working 12 to 16-hour days, while neglecting your health, your well-being, or your family. The question is, are you okay with having regrets down the line? Or are you taking stock and realizing that there's more to life than work or your business? Hmm, food for thought.